Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Welcome to Nash and a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lisa Fernandes and... I am Chris Jai Wardena. Hello. Well, we're proud to say that we have actually managed to successfully attain two Patreons. Uh, that's a big step for this podcast. We're super proud of that goal and having attained it. So hi, those folks. Hello. Big shout out. Thank you for giving us money and spending the time and caring about this podcast. It means a lot to us. Yeah, we, we have a, we know our listener base is kind of, you know, it's modest is how I'd put it, yeah. but it's it, every person that tunes in, we really appreciate you and we, we, we hope you're having a great day and you're enjoying the show and you're just, you know, just having a good time. Take care of yourself, hydrate a little bit, you know, get yourself a mocha, you know, maybe, maybe some acupuncture, a massage, just take a nice long walk along the beach, you know, just, okay, I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Also, most excitingly, we have reached 100 followers on our Twitter account. Yay! It's actually over 100 followers now. It'll probably be about 110 by the time uh, folks hear this introduction. Uh, we're also super proud of that. And we are going to be doing a special episode in celebration of that. Indeed. Two, yeah. so, two of them. Two of them, actually. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit of a close race on that poll. And I was seeing, like... <laughs> We we pretty much put the one, the one we didn't think was going to pick as as a joke, right? Like I yeah. was, I didn't think that one was actually going to get picked. <laughs> I know this fandom, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it was going to get picked. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> uh, in case you don't follow us on Twitter and have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, we ran a poll to find out what our special episode should be since it's a celebration of our Twitter followers. Uh, the two top vote getters were the Laverne-centric episode of Blansky's Beauties, uh, which is Nancy Remembers Laverne. We have managed to score a copy of that episode almost in full. It will be in full as soon as I can get my hand on the DVD. My hands on the DVD. Uh, which should be by the summer. And the uh, Dream Zone Laverne and Shirley porn parody. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that parody exists. Uh, it includes a hilarious cover that's a parody of the Laverne and Shirley Sing album, in which the girls are just shoving popsicles into their mouths. But, yeah, we will be reviewing it in the style that... OSW reviews used to review Sunny Side Up uh, as classily as possible. Uh, if we have to adult restrict it, uh, we will adult restrict it. Uh, and we will try to do it with a sense of humor and adult civility, so to speak. I mean, the little bit I've seen, civility for me as a filmmaker is going to be a little challenging. <laughs> But you don't like Carmine's Cinder Block Apartment? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. Oh, it hurts. Oh, uh, it hurts. This... <laughs> anyway, thank you to our Patreons. We will do our best to fulfill these goals as soon as possible. We'll try to fulfill these goals for the Twitter account as soon as possible. Uh, probably the very first thing we are going to be taping is a crossover with the folks at These Days Are Ours. Once again... Who will be reviewing uh, Shotgun Wedding with us? Yep. Yep. 
It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, be a good time. We hope. Yeah, I don't know why. I I don't. I think I slowed down in saying anything because I was thinking like, wait a minute, that episode is not going up till January of 2022. Yeah, no. no, there'll be a heat dig blizzard when it actually comes out. Yeah. So, at the, but look, okay, we're gonna put this at the front of one of the episodes in April, and so at the very least, like people will like be like, oh, that's what they're up to right now. That's why they're posting things from Shotgun Wendy. That's why Chris is losing his mind. <laughs> Chris lost his mind because he was subjected to one heck of a note. <laughs> oh, shush, shush, shush. We're not opening that can of worms again. <laughs> no, we're months away from having to reopen that can. Months and months and months away. Yes, we will try to provide for y'all in the best manner possible these things that have been requested of us. And thank you very much for being putting us in a position... Of being able to deliver these things to you. Yeah, it's it has been it's been a delight. We're really we're really thankful for this. And actually, I don't know which episode I'm going to put this in front of yet. I think, but we are going to probably we're going to be hitting our one year anniversary of the show pretty soon. So hey, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, we got to be getting pretty close to that. Soon. Yeah, a few more weeks. Anywho, uh, I think. That kind of covers like all the stuff we want to cover, right? We want to make sure our Twitter followers know that they're loved. Yes. We wanted to make sure our patrons knew that they're loved. And I don't know. Should I should I tell you I love you as well? well I love you too. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Anyway, we're, we're gonna stop. I think we'll stop being gross and and just say uh, on with the show. Hey, let the show go on. Roll the tape. Push the button, Frank. And we're here to review Shirley's Operation, an episode from Season 3 of Laverne Shirley, directed by Alan Rafkin and written by David W. Duclon. And I'm sure Chris has some facts about both of them. I do. Uh, so David W. Duclon, he was the co-author of Luke Before You Leap, as well as Hear the Angels' Voices. And uh, he was another Odd Couple alum, as we've discussed in the past. He has one more episode, another emotional one, coming after this, where he and... Um, Deborah Leshen collaborated on A Visit to the Cemetery, which, Lisa, my understanding is it's quite a good episode that we have ahead of us. It's one of the best episodes in the show. It is one of my favorites. So it's quite a treat to get waiting for us. Oh, wow. Okay. Excellent. And so after working on Laverne and Shirley, DeClon went on to create the TV show Double Trouble. He also created the original Punky Brewster and On Our Own and so forth of that nature. Like some folks on this series, you know, despite it being as old as it is, he is another person still working today. He is currently credited as the producer and one of the main writers for the Punky Brewster reboot that uh, just came out on Peacock. And uh, and Lisa, you, you mentioned you actually gave it a shot. Yes, yes. It's an excellent, excellent show. Excellent continuation of the show and an excellent um, furthering of these characters. I grew up with Punky Brewster, so I found it super exciting to watch. I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, I it was one of those shows that like I knew people who were into it, but I, I never watched it myself. So it's figured I'd, I'd ask the expert in these things. Mm -hmm. And regarding uh, Alan Rafkin. Uh, so here I have a, I have a fun little, little quote from him uh, in an interview from 1999 with popentertainment.com. You can actually find this link at popentertainment.com. We'll have a link in the description. Rafkin dubbed the King of Nick at night on the interview said this, I'm still working. They'll have to carry me out in a body bag. And, uh, awesome. if that's not a descriptor of a man who just loves doing what he does, I, I don't know what else you could see or say. Um, 
at the time he was promoting a book, which is kind of a tell-all of all the dirty secrets, I guess, of his working in television for so many years. And he did speak, the, the article, if not the, the himself, speaks a little derisively of Vernon Shirley as a show. But uh, Rafkin did say it was the best turnaround with the loveliest people. So that's, uh, there well, that's is that. That's lovely. That's, that is nice and probably one of the most complimentary things I have ever heard one of the writers say about working backstage on the show. That's really pleasant. That's sweet. Yeah. I like that. Directors. That's one of the most, period, directors or writers, period. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there are some things some of the directors have said. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sure the directors had a hell of a time with a few of these episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that whole quote about losing your virginity to a mean lady. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Penny's mouth. This is what the episode's about. Shirley's attempt at staging a version of Alice in Wonderland as a promotional tool for Carmine's dance studio is derailed by abdominal pains. When she passes out mid-rehearsal, the gang rushes her to the hospital in full costume, and Shirley discovers that she's going to need an operation to remove her inflamed appendix. Panicking and with memories of her ball thanks to wart removal surgery aunt in the back of her mind, Shirley jumps up from the operating table and flees, forcing Laverne and the boys to go look for her. Only Squiggy can convince her to go through with the operation before her organ bursts. What do you think of this episode? It's interesting the balance with... Um, I'm noticing with Declan's episodes that there's always a little bit of bite. You know, there's something kind of emotional that goes on in them. The um, there, there's, there's always something that sort of tinges the episode a little bit. Um, and and I felt like that was the interesting thing here because it is a this opening of this episode is hysterical. It is adorable. It is yes. perfect. the The casting of them in the as the roles in the in Alice in Wonderland are just point perfect. Um, I mean, you know, Carmine as the caterpillar with all the hands is is too cute, you know, and uh, yes. um, and Pop as you know the bunny and everything. All this is going great, you know, and then the abdominal pains and she gets in so much sudden fierce pain she passes out on the floor i mean yeah. that that is like the, it's the showstopper moment and there's a couple of other ones that happen in this episode as well that just like hit me like oh 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 god yeah. they get a little real yeah. they get a little heavy and yes. i appreciate the bottom as a as a writer especially a writer for this show is that laughs are all great and everything, but it's always good, especially when the material is treated sensitively to be reminded of something that's real in a way that is treated very sympathetically and compassionately. Yes, yes. This is definitely an episode where comedy and drama waltz together. It really is. Uh, Like you said, you start out in the apartments, um, all kinds of silly puns about Carmine having so many hands, and Laverne and her fishnet stockings, which Shirley is not here for the Mad Hatter. <laughs> and she's just like, I want a more traditional look. And LeBron's like, no. That's why you didn't get any action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I mean, and, and isn't it like twice she's referred to as the Mad Hooker? I can't remember. I think and it's yes. at least once. Yes, 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 yes. And she kind of takes it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. She's kind of here for that compliment. <laughs> Yeah, and you know the boys being Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Obvious, obvious casting is obvious. Yep, my mom loved that. She, and, she exclaimed that was perfect. 
uh, and all the little silly bits of humor, like surely knowing the entire script by heart and just mouthing it along dramatically. <laughs> and then she sips a drink from the drinking bottle and then is horrified by whatever the heck is in it. It turns out to be milk and Pepsi. And then she tells Laverne she's off props and Laverne fills a full boo-boo face. Yep. And everything about that is really funny. And then all of a sudden we take that left swing into drama and we managed to keep balancing back and forth from humor and drama in between these two incredibly different ideas and themes. And everything is cohesive and everything is beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank has a beautiful speech mm-hmm. for, with Shirley. He tells her that she is his daughter, which is, oh, oh yes, right in the heart, right in the heart in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, where Laverne says she's going to pray for her best friend as she's wheeled off into surgery. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there are moments that are obviously played for humor, like when she thinks Shirley died on the operating table, but it turns out she didn't die. She's not gone, she's not gone dead. She's gone disappeared. She almost strangles a nurse. And the way the show does it is really, really nice. The way they managed to pull this off. Ugh. Voice. Yeah, uh, and um, just to, just to clarify the the remark about Frank being Shirley, you know that the Frank thinks of Frank thinks of Shirley as his daughter, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna, I, bleh. I was going to say, yeah. That's obviously she's his adopted spiritual. Yeah, you know, it's not I, his biological daughter. That we are in Peyton Place. Yeah. That does not happen <laughs> until we get to the soap opera parody God. in season seven. Oh. Well, there is a huge incest joke. Yes, we do not do that in the body of Canada, Laverne Shirley. You had said, you know, a long time ago in season one that this is a show very much about found family. And yes. this is an, a, a wonderfully beautiful example yes. of that. Yeah, it really is. I mean, everyone rallies around Shirley. They're all incredibly scared for her. Mm-hmm. Even though the boys are trying to pick up the nurses, they care. Squiggy cares. Squiggy cares a lot more than he's ever let on about her in this episode. Um, Laverne literally sneaks in so she can be with her during the operation, even though she's not family, really shouldn't be there. Uh, Frank names Charlie's adopted daughter. There's very little Carmen, which is interesting because Carmen and Shirley are very flirty in the beginning. And you think he'd be more hovery as her life hangs in the balance, but he's not very involved. Which is mm-hmm. an interesting though. Because they seem more on again at the beginning of this episode, and then he's just Yeah. Not well, yeah, that's right, because there's, there's the kiss, right? And that's what was that for? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, what this is about is the girls doing anything for one another. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, in their own way, the boys will do anything for them, too. Yeah. This is mainly what it's about before them, you know, trying to protect one another, trying to help one another, trying to make sure Shirley gets her appendix yanked out before it explodes. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the supportive line, when Laverne yeah. goes after the nurse because of the mix-up, thinking that Shirley was dead, it's like, don't kill a nurse, it's bad luck. Bad luck. <laughs> I love that line. I love that line. My poor little heart. I never touched it. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, and and God, the Squiggy left alone with that patient in the room. Yikes, yes. that must have been an yeah. adventure. Oh. I love that he takes that as an excuse to tell his full life story to a captive mm-hmm. stranger. And he just goes in for it. He's just talking about how he threatened the teacher at one point. Like fourth fourth grade, right? Was it fourth grade? Yeah, I think it's I think it's fourth, fourth grade, grade, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to double check. Yeah. And there's like a lot of simple gags. Like Laverne tells the boys to spread out and they literally spread out. I love yeah, that's great literal humor. I mean Declone yeah. I find with the episodes he's done understands Lenny and Squiggy in a very yeah. special way. He finds something kind of pathetic and sweet and hilarious about them. Yeah, yeah. He's very, very, very sympathetic to the two of them in a way. He finds their vulnerable points as well as their strengths and uses them to his advantage. This is true in a visit to the cemetery where we get that big revelation about Lenny. Uh, and it's true here. And it's here, true in Look Before You Leave. So he does a good job. All of them. Boys. Mm. Here is where Squiggy gets to be uh, the most vulnerable we've seen him so far. Uh, he'll His onion will become unwrapped as we go through season four. And a little bit in season five, when we learn his body's vulnerabilities. Hmm. But yeah, here, but here he is trying to comfort Shirley, and he he's not very comforting anybody. No, but I do, and I, I mean, I love. There's that bit where he goes, "I never told you this," and as we mentioned in a few episodes ago, yeah. that uh, if you listen to the the studio audience, you can hear them react to these things with good headphones yeah. or a good sound system. Yeah. And you actually hear an oh no from the audience. <laughs> what, when, she, when he calls it the female squiggy? Oh, it's just before it. It's just, oh. it's, I, I, it's, there's that pregnant pause. Oh. I never told you this. And it's a, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I've never heard that. That's fabulous. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can edit uh, a clip of, uh, I'll edit a clip of that and put it on the Twitter. Please do. Mm. <laughs> I just love that. This is how he convinces her to get this operation done. He had pneumonia once. It only lasted for 18 months, and he was fresh as a daisy. Yeah. <laughs> so he wouldn't take any medicine. The longest I ever had pneumonia was about three weeks. Um, 18 months is hell to imagine. Because, I mean, God. it was, a, it was a, st- a state of ammonia where I was literally, I coughed myself so sore. I had lacerations, like, on the esophagus. So I was coughing blood. Oh, my God. I mean, I thought I was going to die. Like, I woke up oh, one morning and I, this this giant bunch of blood comes out of me from the initial mucus coming up. And uh, sorry for the body horror, but, hey, this is a hospital episode. Oh. And, um, yeah, I basically realized I think I'm going to die at the end of the week. That was what I thought. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad you didn't die. Glad you're here. Yep. I mean, it's this. This, this <laughs> was God. This was like six, seven years before before we met each other, before we got connected. So I never yeah. would have known you. Glad you know me. Oh wow. What? Okay. Back on the humorous track. I just forgot that I have this. <laughs> <laughs> when the group is in the hospital, yes, squish Carmine like a bug. Quick, before the yeah. devil knows he's dead. <laughs> I acted unknown about that. I just had. Not to mention that uh, we talk about how sweet they are with one another and how tender they are with one another in this episode. But Frank's reaction to Shirley passing out is to smack her with his rabbit's foot because <laughs> he thinks she's faking it. Yes, 
Yeah. Just hey, go block, I mean, block. It's, it's, it is lucky. It is. It would be a lucky yeah. foot. So make sure that she's yeah. okay. But. Yep. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, and that's so. You know, we've been talking a lot about the character stuff, but one of the things I do want to bring mention to is Cindy's performance in this is yes. magnetic. She yes. is frustrating when she is being fussy and stubborn because, you know, we as the audience understand that, no, surely you need to get the operation. Um, but God, just the fear and the determination, I mean, just and the subtlety of her performance and the nuances of it is this is one of Cindy's best, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Top 10 best performances from her from the in the entire show, in the entire show. Agreed. Top 10. And this gonna hold, probably hold true as the series goes on. She does a whopper of a performance in this one. Um, everybody else does a really darn good job too. David does some human style work here. He is really good. I always compliment him. That's because that's how good he is. He is just that good. Mm-hmm. And everything he does. Managing to balance uh, Squiggy's clear nervousness that something will be wrong with Shirley and she might die with his usual uh, lack of caring is really great. He's, he, he tries to come off as if nothing matters. And he tries to come off as if he doesn't care, but you can tell he cares in this episode. Exactly. And Penny really does a great job, too. Penny really does a great job. And so does Phil... Uh, Frank gets a really great speech here. Frank's speech is excellent. So yes. Come. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's it's good. And even the um, yeah. uh, Joseph Hacker, who plays Doctor Lawler, um, he's uh, you know he. I mean, I looked up his credits, and you know, the dude was mostly just a, a TV actor. He basically just got a lot of single episode roles through other shows. Like he did a couple of Charlie's Angels, uh, Remington Steel, etc. Uh, he was on an episode of Dream On, uh, as, as I did oh. want to mention, because I know you were you were going through that for <laughs> Michael McKean stuff a while back. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. It but, was an experience. I will <laughs> put it that way. That's how I'm going to put it. I'll leave it at that. To lighten the mood, Dream On was one of the first, was the first scene I saw. I was like age 10 or something. I was crossing through the room and my dad was watching TV and it was he's he was backstage at a strip club and it was like, <gasps> Whoa, boobs. Oh, oh my um, God. I think I told you I told you that story though. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. When I Christmas I was watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> um but um but but no, I mean Hacker as the as the doctor character, um, he does a good job. He's able to keep up with yeah. Laverne and you know, with, with Penny's timing really well. Um he he does some really solid uh deliveries. I liked that he was believable as somebody who could lighten the mood, but also take things very seriously. The way he like communicates yes. when, you know, um, there, there's a, I guess there's a more, it feels, it's, it's a more naturalistic performance than a, uh, uh, oh my goodness, I think the patient is having a burst appendix at any moment. We should get them into the operating room. So, you know, it, it, it was more, uh, it felt more real. It felt, and that also helped, I think, lend itself to the, uh, the urgency of those moments and to the tension and the suspense so that it, it gives a good kind of winds up the audience a little bit more because of his performance. Yeah. How do you feel about his relationship with Laverne here? This little mini relationship where she's trying to land him. By all accounts, Shirley did deserve that date. Honestly, like, poor girl. Val writes, it should have been my date. That's a great line. 
Yeah. Poor girl. Poor girl. But that being said, um, it was very cute. And I will admit Laverne and him have better chemistry because Shirley is so anxious that I think he would have been, he would have been flustered and frustrated constantly. Yeah. <laughs> ah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it, and it's the circumstances, you know, as, as you know, we were talking, I think a couple episodes ago about um, as well, that, that Shirley has this dream of the, of the Mr. Wright being this doctor and the problem is yeah. that the, the doctor would be busy at all hours. And this is exactly the yes. example. This is where he would be. He wouldn't be home with her and the kids. He would be yeah. at work, you know, saving lives. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Ultimately, she doesn't see that. Ultimately, she's so excited about that. And even Laverne doesn't realize, oh, yeah, I'll never see this dude. It's just that he's handsome and rich. Hey. Yep. Hey, hey. Yep. Yep. And, and paying attention to her, giving her the, yeah. the, the attention she likes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's handsome and nice enough, so hey, why not? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's something beautiful, once again, about the girl's connection here. Exactly. I mean, Laverne flouts all rules and will do anything she can think of to make sure Shirley's okay. She is scared out of her mind that her best friend will die and leave her. And the way Penny portrays Laverne's anxiety is so relatable and so clear and so understanding. Yep. It's just, oh, she does a great job here. She just does a really great job. She just brings home the seriousness of the topic. It does a, great, it does a perfect job with that. Um, I have to bring up, you will notice who Laverne immediately turns to when she thinks Shirley is dead. Uh, yep. I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot about that. Yes. That was very cute and very sweet. And well, Lenny's Lenny has the height. He has a good broad chest. It's a good, it's a good pillow. And also it's Lenny. It's good to hide against apparently just like it wasn't for your leap. (laughs) (laughs) And then she grabs his hand. It's all going to be all right. Grabs his hand and she doesn't realize she's holding his hand. (laughs) That that's a good time moment. And that's something, you know, it's and you, interesting you bring that up because this is because this is something I'm beginning to realize as we're getting through season three. Um, it's gonna, I'm going to hold my hold it all, you know, a little back because I know that there's there's bigger clues. But in a Fry and Leela sort of way, they're kind of moving these two together in a certain direction. And. Yeah. Even though there's these bumps along the way, you know, that show that some of the writers either aren't on board with it or just don't see it and they just don't get it. You know, that's not even in their thought process, but that there are those, I think, that, you know, and I think I almost wonder if like Duclon, you know, this was his ship. Like these two need to have a thing, you know, and they would, you know, either write in those details or say to, you know, the directors like, you know, make sure they do this. You know, this is a thought, you know, um. But it's, it's in uh, a few Judy Pioli episodes too, so interesting. We'll see interesting. That. We'll see that pop up too. It's really interesting. He's just like takes her hand, holds her hand. They don't even think about it. They don't even think about it. It's just instinctive. And then when they realize what they're doing, it's like, oops, why am I touching you? Mm-hmm. Instinctive comfort is why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that poor Shirley as she's coming up out of the anesthetic is going, Fabian, Fabian, Fabian. Honey, you met him. You're so fantasizing about him. Yeah. Adorable. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah, but now she knows how his hand feels and his leg feels, yeah. and then she yeah. has more more yeah. uh, details for those 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 yeah. fantasies. Yeah. And what his lips feel like? 
So, yes. Yeah. Or his che- his, yeah. His cheeks, at least. His cheeks. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but anyway. Like she yeah. didn't try to grab a kiss from him. Otherwise, yeah. His cheeks were <laughs> like, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. But anyway, oh, I yeah, I, yeah, it's it was it was very cute. Um, yeah, I actually I have a, li- a little I have some good commentary from my ma that I can that I can share because um, because she she loved the little bits at the end, like the cherry on top, you know, the uh, the do- she the doctor guy, you know, call me Kevin uh-huh. and it's thump, 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 thump. You know, Laverne, if you're not busy Tuesday, I thought maybe we could go out. Thump, 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 you know, things like that. Um yeah, you know, she, she's she's commented a lot. You know, it makes her laugh out loud. You know, I mean, this is when I watch. The, see, when I watch these episodes with my mom, it's not just simply like you know, it's a weird attachment thing. It's it's that my mom is often stressed out a lot about a lot of different things. You know, she's she's had a yeah. lot of uh, hard hardships in her life, and she has her own anxiety issues, and she's had a lot of health problems, and so especially with the world as it is today, and her being a lot like Shirley means she's very sensitive to. I mean, can you imagine Shirley? from this show being transported to today with everything that's going on. Um, She would be out there organizing marches. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and so my mother, whenever she watches the show, it's like this, this amazing remedy for her through the, uh, through the hardships. And, you know, she points out that the friendships, you know, they grow over time, you know, the way like Star Trek did it and Firefly did it. And just all these shows that are, the, the, there's they're about growth and camaraderie that's built between the characters that that works really well yeah. for her you know that's that's how yeah. she put it and so it's um it's it's you know it, it's just something that i like that i'm able to share that with her you know as as someone i care about and for here i mean there is you know i had a i've had more in my life i've had more than one kind of scary trip to the hospital in childhood and so you know it's uh there's an almost like catharsis of release of seeing it in a sitcom yeah. setting that's funny and knowing that everything's going to be okay at the end. Um, but that it also, at least for me, at least I felt that this captured that element of urgency um, realistically. And as, as mentioned, compassionately. So yeah. anyway, that's just some extra thoughts to pop in there. I love that this show has been a bonding point with us, with our moms. In my case, past tense, because my mother passed away over 10 years ago. But when I was a little girl, even though I was a very tiny little girl, I used to watch it with her. And we both loved the show. So it's really interesting how it brings people together. And it really does. And honestly, it really does. It's a very sweet little show that brings people together. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. It's definitely it's it's a good one. And this is a good and this is a particularly good episode. This was this was yeah. one of my favorites so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good dialogue in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good jokes. Like, Laverne tells Lenny, go call the doctor. He goes right to the door and goes, Doctor! <laughs> Top of his lungs. <laughs> Thanks, Len. Yeah. He's trying. He's trying to help. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Her response is, real good, Len. <laughs> yeah. Real good, Len. Oh, <laughs> uh, and she looks like the mummy from the tomb. Ooh. Maybe she's just ugly. Maybe you're just stupid. <laughs> Nah, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> and Shirley insisting that she has to remain intact until her wedding night. And Laverne going, guys don't care about your appendix, Cheryl. Yeah. Oh, my God, that. Oh, my <laughs> God. I just imagined what she would say about her getting a tonsillectomy. Oh, gosh. Ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. 
You okay? Did that take a second to catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a picture of that. Uh, we'll, we'll try to keep it PG here. As the last, as the last one, last one. I'm, I'm good. I'm just agreeing that the the, yeah. uh, the dialogue's um, good. Shirley's story about her aunts. This is like the second aunt that's had something really serious happen to her. I have no idea what's going on in the Feeney family tree. That she's had all these aunts go through all these different horrible traumas. Because, gee, she had um, the aunt in, um, in uh, oh, here the Angel Voices. Mm-hmm. Who went through all those emotional troubles. Was it an aunt in uh, Robot Lawsuits? Who mm. couldn't perform her wife with duties or was it a cousin? Might have been a cousin. Uh, let me see robot lawsuit i'm just double checking my notes uh my neck move cookies could not perform away uh doesn't say Uh, my notes my notes don't say sadly i can't remember if it was our cousin but i think it was an aunt and now we have this aunt who went in to get her rights removed and then came out bald Mm -hmm. and you gotta think of all of these Feenies who have been through all of these terrible things. You go, jeez, this is bad luck. And they cursed. What the heck's mm-hmm. going on? I mean, that would have made an awesome episode. That. The Feeny curse. Curse. The Feeny curse. The Feeny curse. Just try to say it. Like Squiggy, the Feeny curse. Yeah, but there are a lot of, like, great little lines. Uh, like, um, Money rucking into the woman's locker room. Mm. Gang yelled at and slapped and goes, well, she's in the ladies' locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that off-camera one. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh. And Laverne immediately recognizes Squiggy in Shirley's Alice costume and calling him Squiggy. And he goes, oh, no, don't flatter me by calling me Squiggy. <laughs> <laughs> like, All those are great. Yeah. David has a lot of great lines in this particular episode. He's excellent in this episode. Everybody is excellent in this episode. He stands out. Yeah, it is, it's got good, good stuff. I think we've gotten to the point when it's time to give out our rating. Hey. So, I'm... I think I'm going to go with a solid nine, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, really like this episode. Like, this is a, I think the development, it, it, there's there's a lot of aspects that make this very much a, a must, I think, for watching the show. Yes. It has yes. the wonderful costume stuff in the first opening scene. It has a, the mixture of body burlesque humor, really tender emotional poignancy. Yes. Goofy slapstick, great zingers. Yes. I mean, it's and as we said, aside really from Carmine, um, it it's the only like every character gets a ton to do. I mean, Carmine gets a couple of cute moments. He just doesn't get like the comedy the way that we know that yeah. Eddie Eddie can do. Yeah, yeah, he does get that one great bit of physical comedy. Gets squashed by the gurney. Right, he does get that. So. Right, and there's very, 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 very little Betty Garrett. Could have had more Edmund too. Exactly. Yeah. For me, this is a 9.8. The only real flaws are that, honestly, yeah, there should be more karma and he should be more concerned. This is his quasi-girlfriend at this point. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what the heck their status is. 
uh, as we get past Laverne's arranged marriage. It's really confusing during season three as to what they mean to one another, and then season four happens and it clarifies. Hmm. Um, that's my only real caveat. I wish there had been uh, more Edna too, but otherwise everything's flawless. The emotional connections between the boys and the girls, uh, Frank being awesome, uh, the ridiculousness of them being in their stupid costumes but also being in this incredibly serious situation and having to ford it with courage, and they do. Dialogue's funny. Oh, we get some rare Squiggy and Shirley bonding. Uh, there's a lot of sweetness here. There's a lot of humor. There's a lot of physical comedy. There's a lot of verbal comedy. Great dialogue. It's a really solid episode. Another must-watch. Another reason why this show was the number one show in the country at that time. Oh yeah, yes. definitely, definitely. Yeah, this is just, and to think, this is really at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, yeah, and they're firing on all cylinders. It's mm-hmm. really amazing. Yeah. Anywho, I guess does that uh, does that wrap everything up? Yes, it does. Cool. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I was tempted to go into a funny voice. I'm not going to go into a funny <laughs> voice. Okay. Give but me why not do a funny voice? It's time to do funny voices. <laughs> okay. 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 You really you really want me to go for it? Because I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Do the outro in a funny voice. I dare you. <laughs> you dare me? Okay. Okay. Well, thank you everybody so much for joining us for Night After Night. If you'd like to know more, get us on Twitter at Night After Night PC. And if you think that you'd like to reach us over Facebook or Tumblr or WordPress, you can find us at Night After Night Pod. Also, Night After Night Pod at gmail.com. Anyway, I think this voice is starting to fade. It's hard to stay consistent, but please reach out and get in touch. And now I'm going to send it back to Lisa about what we're going to... Oh, God, I can't rhyme. Uh, What's the next episode? Thank you, Bob Dylan. (laughs) With apologies to my friend, Roland Stafford. (laughs) The girls buy a bunch of plants and try to go into business for themselves. They end up in Hawk and try to bow their way out of debt. This is Take My Plants, Please. All right, well, that sounds like a good episode. I guess we'll just have to see you next time. Bye-bye, y'all. Should be a good impression. Bye-bye, y'all.